wanted to educate. Mm. I knew I wanted to give back. I, I like I love public speaking. I'm a people person. It's just it's just what I like to do. I like to be in the spotlight. I like to be up front. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's what you're doing with it that matters. And for mm. me, when I'm up there, I want to be making sure I'm giving something back of something. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Elevated Barbers Podcast. We are here, season two, episode two, and we are feeling very good about today's episode. And so I'm going to let you really hear from your, from himself who he is. Delmar, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's up, everybody? This is Delmar, a.k.a. The Prince, owner of Royal Lux Grooming Barbershop and co-host of the one and only Elevated Barbers, season two. We got our second guest ever, and um, I don't want to put too much on it. I want to give this man a proper introduction and let him introduce himself to oh, you all. That? I got to introduce myself, too. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to pass the yeah, ball I'm back gonna, to you, Brett. Yeah, I'll pass it to you. You're supposed to kick it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my name is Bradford Kelly. I'm the owner of Another Level of Barbering, and I am also the co-host, very happy, very thankful co-host of Elevated Barbers Podcast. And I'm also the coach of the Level Up programs for barber and beauty professionals. And I want to give a little intro to Armani, if it's cool. Go ahead. Can, can I do it just a little bit? Because Run, run I point guard. I got a chance to uh, get a chance to know this gentleman um, at a barber expo that I went to in uh, Alameda, um County Fairgrounds in, in Dublin. It was called the NorCal Barber Expo. And this gentleman, I mean, he was an educator at the expo. He is a business-minded person himself, so I definitely connected with him. And more than anything, he has a heart for the industry that he's trying to give back in as many ways as he possibly can. And so we would definitely love to welcome Fades by Armani, Armani Cashaw. Hey, 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 hey. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys for having me on this amazing podcast. Um, I listened to all the season one. Uh, I listened to your first interview when you guys were doing it live for season two, and I appreciate you guys, man. It's a blessing to be here. Absolutely. We appreciate you hopping on the podcast with us, Armani, um, taking time out your day to be a part of the Elevated Barbers podcast. And as I said earlier, you are our second guest, and we appreciate having you. So um Amani, tell mm -hmm. the people where you know where you're located at and what barbershop you're in and how long uh, you've been doing it all right uh i'm located in walnut creek california here in the bay area in the east bay uh i'm located at atypical men's grooming here in walnut creek right off of street and jones uh i've been cutting hair for 12 years but uh, but you know uh, what y'all say i was i was out there being one of them uh illegal barbers a well a criminal barber for a couple he was of those a criminal years. barber for about, for about six of those years i was a criminal barber if that's how y'all want to call it i've been licensed for about six years educating for uh about four going on five years now and uh 
like Brad said, I just love to be able to give back to the industry any way that I can. And for me, I think I just I found my lane and I'm just trying to ride there to be able to change the industry in any way that I can. I love it, man. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me about Armani Domar was um, his heart for the industry and the way he teaches and the way that um, he goes about thinking about numbers and thinking about uh, just the way that a person is able to change their mindset so that they could change their potential. He fascinated me, man. He fascinated me. So, uh, Armani, if you don't mind, can you give us a little bit of insight into some of the education that you provided so far um, for the industry, but just about the changing your mind, changing your potential concept? Um, the concept uh, all started with myself. Um, I guess you could say it was a learning um, curve for myself was when I changed my mind from just the technical side of uh, what I do and really started to understand that there's a big business behind it. And I realized that once I started to think like that, the potential of what I could do, not only for myself, but for the industry changed. And so with that, I decided to go back and give that information. I've always been educating. It all started off with trying to teach barbers how to add, you know, um, change their service by adding different things such as facials and hot towels and stuff like that just to make their business stand out a little bit more and from there it was um, knowing your numbers knowing how to track your business knowing how to track your finances because that's what really gives us the freedom um, and what really can unlock the key for everything else is really tracking everything that you do so I really tried to go back and teach barbers that if you change your mindset from just the technical side and learn how to nurture the manager and the entrepreneur, that it's really uh, limitless for what you can do and your potential can raise from there. Man, that's so huge, man. <laughs> like, for real, like that's so huge because you have to, uh, as Six Figures said, you got to be able to provide that extra level of service from mm -hmm. a technician standpoint. Mm -hmm. But it's so much deeper when you're able to provide another level of service from a mental standpoint mm -hmm. you know even the fact that you can run your business and understand the the specific numbers that you need to track so that mm -hmm. you can hold on to the information that'll allow you to grow because so many of us we out delmar you you know the same is when you first get into this industry you just focused on cutting like you're not even yep. focused on the business of it like you don't even know about the business of it you know mm -hmm. about the hustle of it and so you yep. go after the hustle but there's so much there's so much more to it yeah i agree, I agree. you don't have a you don't have a structure in place and brad i learned that from you just being able to put a structure in place i was of the same mentality just you know out here grinding as they say um cutting from sun up to sundown but you know, you start losing out on time with, you know, your people. I posted something about that earlier. Mm -hmm. Start losing out on time with your, your family, your friends, and just even time for you. Like, you don't even have time to, like, grow as a person yeah. because you're so caught up into what you're doing, caught up in the hustle. But when you put that structure in place, everything else seemed to kind of fall in place when you set it up properly. That's something I learned from the ALB Academy. <laughs> Another level of barbering. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nah, man, it's it's been it's been interesting. Just the just the journey that you've kind of gone through, Armani. I would love to get into a little bit of your backstory because okay. you know, and this is actually something I I just heard recently, which kind of like shifted my perspective on how you look at your past. Um, 
but they said that your past does not shape your present. They said mm-hmm. really your present shapes your past. It's because it's it's your growth level when you look back and you look back at what you've been through. You look back at um, the trials that you may have come through, the successes that you may have had. You look back at them from a particular level of maturity in your current state. Mm-hmm. And if it's an immature look at it, it'll be very negative to you. You'll look at yeah. it and you'll say, man, I wish this didn't happen to me. I wish this didn't happen. I wish this would have went better. And all yeah. of those things can be true. But when you get to a certain level of maturity, you turn back and you look and say, I'm kind of grateful that this happened because it shaped this part of me. I'm grateful yeah. that this happened because now I understand how to see things a different way. Like, so yeah. when you look at your past, what would you say has shaped you the most in regards to becoming the Armani Cashew, the fades by Armani, the mogul that we know right now? Um, as far as business wise, what had uh, transferred me into this was business or, wanted- or even personal, like like business or personal. It's 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 who you are because you know the business isn't separate from who yes. Armani is. It's uh yeah. it's, it's all kind of combined. So No, no, that's 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 true. I guess it all started it really all started one day uh it was Thanksgiving and I want to say it was Thanksgiving 2015. Thanksgiving 2015 and I was working um at no, excuse me, Thanksgiving 2016 and I was working table I was busting or I was a I was a um a waiter or um I was a server at a restaurant at a macaroni grill. And I remember because I was upset because I'm here serving tables on Thanksgiving and there's all these families coming in. And one particular family, I'll never forget this. They asked me, she said, what are you doing here on Thanksgiving? Why aren't you home with your family? And I said, well, because y'all are here. I ain't got no choice. You know, I'm kind of, this is just where I work. You know, y'all want to eat. I got to serve. You know, I can't really do anything about it. And it was from that moment on, I decided I needed to take everything into my own hands and that there just had to be a way and then i i I have this mindset there's nothing that somebody else can do or achieve that i want to do or achieve that i can't because if somebody else can do it if they found a way then i can find a way and for me it was deciding to be able to build something with my own hands and find a way to sustain my own life from it and for me it was barbering i remember i was cut sitting in the kitchen trying to cut hair trying to decide what can i do what can I do, go to school for that I can make my own living and build with my own two hands um, and, and and really make something of myself? Because like uh, like Delmar said, the one thing we don't get back is time and I do not waste time. So as important as school and college is, I wasn't going to go back and waste my time doing something I didn't want to do uh, to get out and find another job that I didn't want to, that I didn't like. And I also wanted to get married, but I wanted to bring something to the table. So with all those things I'm in, in place in mind is I'm sitting here at uh, 20, 23, 20, 24 years old. I decided I need to go to barber school. I'm going to fully invest in myself. I thought about going at 19, but I was terrified. didn't have the confidence in myself. Mm. And that's when I decided I'm going to fully invest in myself in barber school. I remember I told my uh, my now wife at the time, she's my girlfriend. I said, look, if you invest in me, if you help me, if you help me get this hundred dollar barber chair, I, I, I'm going to take this and I'm going to build something out of it. You know what I mean? And you won't be disappointed. And from that, 
from my own from that hundred dollar barber chair and from the the actual the intent having that decisive purpose that this is where i wanted my career to go uh that's when i was able to fully take the steps it wasn't until i decided that barbering was my purpose and that i could take that and build from that and that's when it was something that i saw as tangible even though i had been cutting hair for years before i didn't decide for that to be my purpose until those moments hmm. go ahead d i know you got some questions on that nah just um you kind of reminded me of myself man i was around the same age about 22 23 when i decided to go to barber school of course i pitched this idea to my parents coming out of high school but they wasn't having it it's not that they didn't believe in me because they seen me put in the work yeah. uh i kind of imitated bread i would go to my friend's house with my backpack and my two pair of clippers <laughs> but um like they just they wanted the best for me and you know growing up in their uh in their time barbers didn't make a lot of money or you know they had to do something on the side to provide for their family but i was of the mindset of hey look i can do this i'm not worried about what's been done in the past I can change that because I knew the amount of work that I was going to put in. So you just kind of reminded me of myself and was like, you know, I'm going to work with my hands and, and, and yeah. create a future for myself. Yeah. I respect that. I respect yeah, that a lot. When, uh, when we get into this industry, um, it is nerve wracking, man. Yeah. Like it is very, it's very nerve wracking. I, I, I would completely relate to the nerves that you may feel you know, when you're first trying to make the decision even to mm -hmm. get into this industry. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I always talk about, well, I don't always talk about it, but it's a part of like some of the education that I speak about is like for you to be the best barber, you really have to, like I use it as an acronym and you really do have to be brave enough to be a barber. Yeah. Like you, have, you have to put yourself out there. There's so many yeah. people that were introverts that loved the art of the craft and mm -hmm. then they chose to go into it and then now they they don't even seem like an introvert anymore like they they've yep. gotten out of themselves enough so that they can be great and you know being personable in this industry is a requirement you know for you to be the one of the best you know what i'm saying if you're trying to mm -hmm. be the best that you can be um so i commend you man for getting no, I appreciate that. your fears and 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 taking that step forward um as you've kind of grown in this mm -hmm. industry some of the things that people do not account for is the fact that life happens right mm -hmm. yeah life happens and while yeah. life is going you are still building your business you're still trying to grow as an entrepreneur you're still trying yep. to grow your clientele um yep. and different things can hit your life you are someone that seems that from the little time that I have known you, you seem as if you are able to balance the way that personal life can hit you mm -hmm. and yet still present yourself as a professional in the industry to your clientele. Um, mm -hmm. But how did you do that? Or did, or did you do it? Like, did you like break? And it was like, ah, bro, I've broken. I have broken before. I'm not even going to sit. I, I'm not. I'll tell y'all a story. I'll tell y'all a quick story. All right. Story and time. I, this is a story time because because I have, in a sense, broken out of that full professionalism. You know, I used to have, I, uh, so uh, backstory, I had a studio, my own private studio for about two years. And um, before I was at the shop that I'm at now, 
And I remember it was early 2022. I was going through going through some stuff personally. And I had a new client in my chair. I was, it was his first time. And I remember he was telling me he was he was a pastor or something. He he was uh, he he did stuff in the church. And at the time, and you know, for me, my studio was always a place. I made sure it was the safest space for not just my clients, but for myself as well. And I don't know why, but I couldn't help holding in the things I had going on in my personal life. And so I'm talking to this guy, and I start crying. I start crying as I'm talking to this guy and he was my client for, you know, a couple of weeks. Uh, he started to want to do extra early appointments and things like that. But what I'm saying is, is I got out of the full professionalism, like to be able to put that to the side and to just, you know, I just couldn't help but let go and just start talking about the things that I was going through personally. Now, I don't say that in a, in a way that's saying it's wrong to speak about certain personal things with your clients, because I do feel like that's one of the benefits we have as a barber, that we're not only therapists for our, for our clients, but for the right clients, they can be therapists for us. But I do, sometimes when I look back on that moment, you know, as much as I couldn't help but let go, because sometimes we just can't help it. And for me, uh, I'm very, I'm an open person. I, I become very vulnerable now, uh, especially I go to a lot of therapy. So it's helped me be that comfortable. But being in the space that I was in, in my studio and just feeling like, I don't know why I felt like I could speak to this client, but everything just came out. Yeah. So that that particular moment, everything, and I just couldn't hold back the tears as much as I tried. I was trying to cut them, like wipe my eyes <laughs> at the same time. Like, but <laughs> but I just couldn't. I just I just couldn't. And so I guess that, that for me is one of the times that that has happened. And, you know, um, I don't feel bad about it. You know, I know I'm not sorry about it because he was able to be there for me, too, as an individual, yeah. as a person, honestly, as a black man to another black man. So it felt good. Yeah. Um, but I don't cut that guy's hair anymore. And there's no real reason why I do or I don't, you know, it was never said. And I, sometimes I wonder, what, did I get too personal that one day? Did oh, I? Did he left know? right after that conversation? Like, no, oh, no. Nah, but he, it was one of those. He was very new. He was mm. new. I think that happened like the first or second time I cut him. I cut him a couple of times after that. But he was one of those clients who was like, hey, I know you don't cut early, but can I get it like at 8 a.m. every other Friday? And for mm. me, I was like, well, coming from my house, there's a lot of traffic. So I don't cut that early. So it's going to be an extra cost. Like, I usually don't yeah. start till 10 because of the traffic and everything. Yeah. So I was like, if we're going to be doing this. It's going to be an extra. So I was maybe it was just because I couldn't, you know, just the timing and the, how much it costs. After a while, he was like, you know, maybe I'll just try and get in somewhere else. And so it it really, you know how it is sometimes. Yeah. That's just how yeah. it goes with clients. But I was very open that day. I couldn't help it. Life was yeah. life. Life was life in that day. And it does. <laughs> But um, Brad knows I've, I've gone through a lot, especially in this year alone, um, was losing losing my mother last month yeah. um, or a month and a half ago in August. But I think it just comes down to just having to take the time for yourself for the times that are needed and um, understand that you do sometimes have to take a step back from behind the chair or from wherever it is you're working to have those times because life does life. And as much as we do work, we're not our jobs. You know, it's just a part of who we are. And so we do have to take that time back for our mental, whatever it takes. And so we can get back to doing what we do. Um, even earlier this year, I was going through some stuff. I had to take a, a step back from teaching. I had just got in a big role of, on doing some education, but I had to take a step back due to personal reasons and then get back into it as I felt like I could. So it's just for me being able to step back and then come back in. But constantly, I, I make it seem like I'm always doing something, but yeah, yeah. it's just, 
I, I find the time to have those mental breaks for myself, really, to keep it real with you. Uh, therapy helps uh, for sure for myself. And Armani, I want to piggyback off of that, man, because I don't think we talk about that enough, especially as entrepreneurs. We think that we always have to go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Even through, uh, you know, things that might come up in our life, we feel mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I can't put what I'm doing to the side. But if you don't take care of yourself or take care of your mental, then you're not going to be able mm-hmm. to take care of your clients or take care of your business because exactly. you're so distracted by everything else that's going on or you're so burdened by everything else that's, that's going on. Yeah. You will break down. Oh, <laughs> and oh yeah. You, you will break down. I mean, I, that's, you know, as men, we kind of be macho and like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. good. But nah, man, it's it's life, bro. <laughs> like, man, life. woman, we whatever, all go it's life. It. We all yeah, go man. through it, man. We yeah. all go through it. Yeah. I, to keep it real, I, um, you know, my wife and I, we've had to go through infertility for the past uh, five years. So having to go through that while continuously building my career on the side is just kind of it's it's helped me learn how to compartmentalize. You know what I mean? It's helped me be able to understand that you have, you're going to go through things at the exact same time th- at the exact same time. Um, and slowing down doesn't mean you're stopping, you know, yeah. going going through a hard time doesn't mean that you have to let everything go. Um, you just have to like, like, you know, take a breath, have, get those men, get those mental times because it, it makes a difference. Yeah. yeah like you, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, no, Brett. <laughs> it's, it's like you said, is slowing down is not, you know, stopping. Mm-hmm. You're still moving forward, but oh, yeah. hey, I need a, I need a break right here. Mm-hmm. I need a, I need a mental check. I'm going to yeah. get back to this, but I just need to take a break right now. Yeah. 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 I was, uh, I was about to say, cause I remember listening to this, um, to this speaker one time and he's he was talking about how life is such an interesting thing and he mm-hmm. said how when when you take somebody that's in a hospital right they it can be so much going on they could be strapped up all kind of plugs on them different things of that nature but when people are aware and understand life they'll they can look at how you're how you're plugged up and mm-hmm. then they'll be like oh he's stable like he's stable, like you, you are completely out of it. But mm-hmm. in reality, you're stable. You know, yeah. you're just taking some time to recover, allow your body to do what it's supposed to do, mm-hmm. and then from that time that your body is supposed to heal itself, then you can get back to your mental situation, and now you can produce more. And so that's what we got to do sometimes in life. Yeah. Like sometimes in life, you have to take time to understand how to detach yourself from the business itself and mm-hmm. take care of the owner take care of the owner so that the owner can run the business the best way possible yeah ooh ooh that's some gems there for a second gave me some goosebumps for a second but you were preaching <laughs> some gems it's just it's so it's like it's it's a passion um after you get into this industry for a little bit man when you start to really have gone through some things you've come oh, man you 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 kind of put yourself in a situation where you want to make sure that you're a benefit to others. You know what I mean? Yep. And so how did your journey, if you don't mind sharing, how did your journey into education start? Like, where did that come from? Uh, it started in barber school. Um, and I'll say that because a teacher kind of called it before I did. I was uh, when I was in barber school, I was one of the one of the gold students, one of the top barbers on the floor. And I was always helping killing all it. the other barbers. Yeah, I was killing it, man. 
helping barbers, especially the Cosmos cut, uh, you know, trying to give any kind of tips and tricks that I could at the time. And I remember, and I'll never I'll forget the teacher, Miss Heidi. She was the early instructor, Miss Heidi. I was on the floor and I was helping somebody, and she said, "You know, Armani, you're gonna be a, you're gonna be an educator one day." And I was like, "Man, get out of here! No, I'm not. I ain't gonna be no educator. Man, I want to educate." And I remember about a year and a half after barber school, um, I had always been, I've, I've always been looking for something. You know what I mean? You know, when you just, you don't know what you're searching for, but you're searching for something. Yeah, yeah, so even yeah. while you in the shop, you, you're happy, but you're not content because you're, you're looking for something. You know, certain barbers, you just want a little bit more, yeah. but you don't necessarily know what it is. Uh, I knew I wanted to make an impact. I knew I wanted to have a presence in our industry but i didn't understand how to do so and i remember you know maybe i'll go start you know try and educate because i remember i was the one in my shop doing the extra stuff doing the extra services doing the, the hair color or doing the facial services and stuff like that and so i was like okay if i can go back to the schools i can teach them yeah start doing these little extra tips and you can kind of get that little extra money on your ticket this that that's kind of where it started was understanding how to raise our ticket because when i got my license it was 25 dollars a haircut you know what i'm saying so i was trying to figure out the best ways to optimize my time hi oh yeah y'all are high you i know you've been cutting since the stone age so you that like seven dollars <laughs> but hold on that was when i was licensed you know when i was a criminal that was five ten dollars a cut so don't give me oh yeah yeah, yeah. Now. i was giving free haircut hey let me cut your hair please right. um uh, but it started with that, honestly. And so I remember um, I was telling, I, I would always tell my coworkers, I'm going to go teach a class. I'm going to educate. Man, you ain't going to educate. And so uh, I remember my first class, it was down in Fresno, back where I went to barber school because I lived in Fresno from 2015 to 2018. And I just called them up. Hey, can I just come do a little demo for you guys? And they, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, come on back. I drove to Fresno, got packed up my car, drove to Fresno, made it like a little two-day thing. And never looked back from there i knew that i wanted to educate mm. i knew i wanted to give back i i like i love public speaking i'm a people person it's just it's just what i like to do i like to be in the spotlight i like to be up front and i don't think there's anything wrong with that it's what you're doing with it that matters and for mm. me when i'm up there i want to be making sure i'm giving something back of substance i, I just want to uh I want to get people comfortable in our industry as an entrepreneur, not even as a barber, not even as a Cosmo, but as an entrepreneur, as in like, I'm comfortable, like even though I'm, I have a slow day, but I'm mentally comfortable because I know why, I know my numbers, I know the things that go into business instead of just, why am I slow, what do I do? There's yeah. so much more that goes into it. So it's yeah, why are you slow? What will you do about it? How will you look at it? How will you approach it? And then when it comes to business, like Brad said, how are we going to get from being behind the chair? It's so hard to go out of your house every day and physically create a dollar bill because that's what we do. We go outside and we try to make a create a dollar. We don't go outside. We work for for people work for their money when they go clock in. When we work for money when we cutting hair, but we still got to figure out how to create that client. We still got to figure out how to get those dollars in our chair. And so, as much as I love cutting hair because I do love it. I'm starting to realize that there's just so much more in our industry that I've always knew there's more that I could do, but it was when I found my lane of education and understanding that there's things that we don't know as far as business that aren't taught to us. Yep. You, you, you just don't know. I remember when I wanted to go buy, when we went to, wanted to go buy our first townhouse and they was looking at me sideways because I couldn't even 
Or yeah. I wasn't tracking and I wasn't doing these mm-hmm. things right. I wasn't, I was like, okay, so it's starting to click. It's starting to click. I can't be just claiming the bare minimum on taxes. I can't just be claiming $12,000 on taxes and it's the bare minimum. It's not going nowhere for me. I have no shame mm-hmm. in saying like I was doing what everybody, what everybody else does or everybody yeah. else, you know, at first because we don't know. All we know is I'm going to go in this industry. I'm going to make some quick money and that's it. But if you want to be able to be of substance, if you want to be able to to be of substance for somebody else, be rather your spouse or your child or just yourself, you have to get out of that. I feel so much better not trying to cheat myself by saying uh, I'm only claiming this much or because I know how much I make. I know how much I claim. I know on paper I can go you know, to the taxes and know my taxes are filed. I can go and prove my income if I want to get a car or apartment or even if I try to, you know, go get a loan to buy a house or something. I know I feel more comfortable but like that than saying, oh, I got all this money in my back pocket. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so for me, it was trying to now it's for me is trying to give all the other barbers the information I'm trying to do that. What you do with it is on you. You know what I'm saying? You can't you could lead a horse to water, but I can't force you to drink or take the water. But what I can do is give you the information. And for me, it's about giving back. And you have to be open. to You have to be receptive to giving. And so I try to give as much as I can. Yeah. And I just want to highlight something that you said. If any of you young barbers listening to this episode, please take heed to what he said. If you're trying to move forward in life and get a house and provide for your family and all that, show your money. Stop hiding Mm -hmm. your money. They will look at that and they go back as far as two years. So if the first year you was hiding your money, the second year you decide to show it, and I'm speaking from experience because I did that. I was Mm -hmm. trying to get a house two, three years ago and couldn't. But like Mm -hmm. he's like Amani said, when I found out that's how they do it, oh, okay. So now I gotta go through this, I gotta pay this. But Mm -hmm. do yourself a favor, just show your money. Um, Mm -hmm. there's loopholes to to not having to pay Uncle Sam. A whole mm-hmm. bunch of money. You just have to talk to a CPA or whatever. But we're not going into that. I just want to tell y'all. Not, not show your money. Show your money. I can't give y'all everything. Show your money. That's a class somewhere. Show them the money. That's a class somewhere. Show them the money. Show them the money. Man, it's so it's it's crazy, man. Because you you really don't under you don't even comprehend the benefit of it like you yeah. don't comprehend the benefit of mm-hmm. allowing the irs to tax you like you don't get it because you don't understand you think that you're going to keep more money mm-hmm. by not showing the money and really <laughs> your money got a complete your, your money is in a box like yeah <laughs> Your yeah. money can't do nothing for you while you, Bro, while you holding it like nothing. that. You losing money literally by just having it in the savings account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Bro, literally, if you don't literally. have your, if you don't have an IRA or something that has some, come on, man, a little compound interest, you're losing your money. But these are things that I'm even still now learning. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I have no shame in that. But for me, it's now as I go back to school, nobody knows it. So, ah, mm-hmm. boom, let me give these things back. Yeah. Everybody in our industry, the big, the biggest barbers in our industry finds a way to give back the best way that they can. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it comes down to. And hold on real quick. Side note to my gentlemen. I know y'all like to read. Have y'all read The Go-Giver? The, the Go-Giver? Giver? Go-Giver. You will love it. Uh, you know what? I heard of that. Before. Yeah. It's a... It's uh so another side note. I'm trying to I'm trying to join this like this e-commerce entrepreneurial group and um to get a entrepreneur business um mentor and things like that, mm-hmm. um which is that business meeting I was telling you about tonight, Bradford. So we had our first meeting last week, 
And he said, for us, for us to move on and for our next, before our next meeting, I want you to read this book called The Go Giver. Or um, it's he actually it's an audio book about two and a half hour listen. And let me tell you, I'm getting it. Oh, oh, my gosh. It is an amazing listen. And it just reaffirms the things that you that we know and that we talk about pretty much. And I'll just break it down because it has the five laws of success in there. Um, I can't tell you all about it. You have to take my class later because I'm going to teach on it later on. I like that plug. I like that plug. Come on now. I'm going to teach about it. I'm already already putting the class together about the five laws it takes to be successful. But I'm going to just break it down. The biggest thing, the biggest key to success is giving. Mm. Simple. It's giving. If you want to get more back, you, you have to give and be open to receiving. And just give more. You have to give more than you're expected to get back. That's just really what it comes down to. And people think that it's weird to say so or weird to think that. But it's it's really true. The the biggest people or the most successful people are are usually are usually givers. And I can attest for that in my own personal stand. I've been giving away education for years. I've been just going to schools giving education. I wasn't expecting anything back. I wasn't going around getting paid uh, lots of money or anything like that. But the more education that I gave, the more I got back. Because one, I learned how to educate more. So then it's like the more I educated, the more I wanted to learn. So it just was a cycle right there. More people I'm helping. And now the opportunities have grown. Bradford, we just met, was teaching at an expo. That wouldn't happen if I wasn't going for years giving education and continuously learning. So that's just a little quick plug. You know, a little, little, sizzle, for your, little sizzle for your spirit right there. Get y'all that's interested right. in what I got coming for you. But the secret is giving and understanding the proper way and giving without expecting return and understand how it's not 50 50. You have to learn how to give 100 percent. And if you know how to give 100 percent, you'll get back everything tenfold. It's all of us. It's like tides. It's just like tides. But it's just in your everyday life and understanding how to do so. Bradford, what we got? What's this project we got right now? We got Fade Talk going on. What's Fade Talk? That's not even about me. That's I just want to give other barbers a platform to tell their stories. And in turn, that's also helping my business just slightly grow. That's what's been going on. It wasn't, I'm going to do Fade Talk and we finna eat off of this. No, it's, let's just keep giving these these amazing barbers a platform to speak. Yeah. And in turn, it goes both ways and the connections build and things like that. That's this how it goes continuously. And so for me, I'm learning, to, I'm learning that these are the secrets and now I'm just learning how to use them you get what i'm saying and that's just really it's not for my benefit it's for the benefit of everybody i'm just a part of everybody yeah yeah and i, mm-hmm. I like that man that's mm-hmm. that's basically how me and brad came with this podcast the elevated barbers podcast yeah we was on another platform speaking um and then the idea just kind of sparked so basically that the you know the purpose of doing elevated barbers is just doing what you said with fade talk like giving barbers a platform to speak on and you know just building those relationships and those connections mm-hmm. and um just i don't know man like just really giving out game because it's yep. you know it's it's so much game out there so many people who are willing to learn but they don't know who to go to you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know we have a, a bread with alb and elevated barbers podcast or mm-hmm. with the fade talk gyms that he be dropping in the uh Oh, what's your the thing you do every day? Your barber keys. Barber keys, yeah, 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 yeah. Barber keys, I, man. I, I, I need to be enjoying those. I appreciate y'all. I, I need to drop a few. I have been slacking on that since I got the fade talk going, but I have about twenty barber keys in my notes that I need to just record. That's just all it is. Yeah, I, I appreciate y'all. Absolutely, yeah. man. This is uh, 
this see this is what we're talking about right here man this is this is what elevator barbers podcast is all about that was like five elevator barbers. gold gems like yeah gold gems yeah man I'm man man look at that book i'm definitely gonna look oh at that book. please it, uh, it 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 just raised to my top three favorite books i just i just found out about a audio uh book listening app uh called headway have you, have you heard of that? It's an app, and it it will pretty much read read a book to you, but it it also can give you like a summary. So it'll oh. go over the chapters and give you like the main points of the chapters, so that hmm. you, if you don't have the time, you know, to sit there and yeah. at, listen to a two and a half hour situation. Because for me, I know my time is like I don't have a lot of like just consistent time. I got like broke up pieces of time. Because everything else, is, I got my big rocks already. Mm-hmm, I, know, mm-hmm. I got my big rocks. And so um, trying to fit it in, sometimes I'd have to do it on the commute or sometimes. Yeah, that's that's how it. that's how it was for me, too. I was a commute yeah. listener. I'm a big commute listener, podcast, everything. Yeah. If I'm in the car, if I'm walking my dog yeah. or something, or even in between clients. If I get a little bit of time in between clients, significant time that I could really dive in because I like to take notes on like these kind of these kind of things like uh, i like to take notes on them so i want to be able to be able to take a couple notes or at least get a chapter in yeah. um and two and a half hour listen honestly i promise you it's not that bad i fin- i could have finished it in a day really i finished it in about two yeah. um it was and it was really beneficial Netflix or something we watch all kinds of movies binge watching everything else we do all in the we could we could find some time for a book yeah yeah, really. yeah. um I thought this was really, really cool, uh, Armani. And maybe you could kind of share a little bit about it. Your your hunger for going to expos. Oh yeah. Hunger for going to expos. <laughs> I want to tap into that just a little. Yeah. Because... His face just lit up. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love you. You know, it's funny because I didn't have. I didn't always have it. I, I, I know I didn't have it, and I still kind of don't. I go. <laughs> I, go I, do, I, I do love it because it. I know it's necessary. Like I know mm-hmm. it's necessary for growth in this mm-hmm. industry because you have to expose your mind to more things and a lot of times you can't expose your mind if you don't expose your body so mm-hmm. you have to bring your body into the environments that will allow your mind to be expanded and mm-hmm. so i know that you know i kind of got to get out of my own comfort zone um and so that that norcal barber expo bro like that was me outside of my comfort zone completely i was like this was a whole new world man like <laughs> Um, and so you were one of the first ones Mm -hmm. that made me feel comfortable um because we 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 connected on something very similar and then we like laughed like we could laugh and so everything was like i was kind of like a little bit nervous and trying to get in there and didn't really know but um then we connected and then the Mm -hmm. next day it was just it was so good because we, it, it was almost like we, we were locked friends for years. Like, that, it, bro, that's what everybody keeps saying when they see us. Like, y'all, y'all just met me. I thought y'all was friends. So I thought y'all been to each other. Like, nah, I met him like last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just brothers. Look, it's just genuine. It's genuine. Yeah. Beginning. Um, when it comes to expos, uh, at first I was competing. So, and um, I kind of liked them, didn't like them too much because I was competing and I didn't like that I had to wait around all day to find out if I won or lost. I won a couple, I lost a couple, um, but I wasn't networking the way that I do now. I didn't have that business mindset. Yeah. So at the time I was just going as a barber, strictly as a barber, strictly thinking I'm a cut and then I'll go check out a booth or two and then, you know, 
what? And so yeah. I stopped going to Expo. Did you get you some discounts on your Clippers? And that was uh, shoot, man. Don't we see them? They say they discounted, but are they really discounted? They be expensive. They, they, they felt like they was discounted. Maybe. I, I'm not going to believe the hype. They give you $3 <laughs> off. It's something like it. We're going to give you 2% off. Um, but uh, I wasn't fully going. At least I didn't understand how I could utilize Expos at the time. So I stopped going for a little bit. And also, to keep it so real, Sundays were, you know, it was my off day. So that was the yeah. time I could spend at home with my lady. And uh, I didn't want to, you know, at first it was tough to get her, you know, not even to get her to understand, but even for myself to understand that this is also just as important work as me being behind the chair. You know what I'm saying? Like going and learning how to network and properly networking with a purpose is just as important as cutting hair if I want to expand my business outside of the chair. Like just hitting up these brands and these people up on Instagram and posting a haircut is not it's not enough. It's not it's not gonna do it. Nobody cares. Trying to get reposted, all that crap, you know, stuff that you know at first when Instagram started popping for the barber industry, that stuff didn't really that wasn't doing it for me. And so then I've had to kind of realize that okay, it's time to start using these 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 battles and if it's, it's time to start using myself. And using uh, and trying to build an influence and trying to and trying to build connections and trying to like I said I'm a personable person, so it's, it's about the time to start using using these battles for that. And so from there, I'm gonna start giving all my trade secrets. Don't tell nobody these trade secrets now because these are things that you keep. Let's keep gonna keep it right here. No, that right now this is gonna be all right, cool. A one classified. And so I like like I said I like to stand out and I like to I would been the whole goal. From the beginning was to build a presence for myself and understand how to do it organically and so it went from battling to all right let me try to connect with these people let me take some classes too i started taking classes i started to okay let me start taking barber classes to elevate myself and let me start talking to these uh people throwing these battles about if they because they always hit you up oh you want to battle you want to battle you want to pay the battle no but i'd love to showcase uh can I showcase? So reaching out, I know you guys are having a battle. Can I showcase? So I won a couple battles and then they're like, all right, he's winning. He can showcase. For those Mm -hmm. that don't know, what's the difference between battling and showcasing? The difference between battling and showcasing is battling. You're there to compete against a a bunch of other barbers cutting at the same time as up to maybe 20, 25 barbers, depending on how big the battle is for a belt trophy prize, prize money. Great. It is great recognition. It's fun. If I always tell barbers, if you want to learn how to cut faster, battle it'll give you the experience to try to give a quality cut in a a faster time frame that's something that's helped me throughout the years um but and showcasing is when you go to the barber expos and when you cut but you're on a stage solo you have a time a time slot just for yourself to cut on stage usually by yourself maybe in in the middle of the expo on the opposite side or somewhere for me i like to showcase because it gave me a chance to be on stage solo and not mixed into a crowd it gave me a, chi- a chance to show off my skills by myself and to be able to network with not just the barbers around me coming to stop and see my work, but now with the booths that have the products that have the clippers and things of the such. So as you showcase and giving a high quality cut, because let's let's just say it, usually when you're battling, everybody's given a good haircut, but it's hard to single yourself out up amongst a whole bunch of barbers. There's the politics that go on with these battles and everything else that goes under mm-hmm. the sun. So it's just a little harder. So if you strategize, if you do it right, while also building a presence, because I couldn't just showcase, I had to continuously be trying to build myself 
outside of these expos and make myself somebody who they wanted to have on stage by themselves. Um, and I was asking if I could educate, didn't get no yeses at the time because I still was bringing my education up. That's fine. Yeah. And having brands at these uh, booths saying, oh, I like your cut. Here, use my product on your cut real quick. Use my use my uh, gel. Use my wave pump, my wave breeze. Now let's link in. Let's link in. Let me share your work. And it goes from there, building those relationships. So being able to showcase. That's why if I go to a battle, and I, I mean, if I go to an expo and I'm bringing my clippers, it's only because I'm going to be showcasing or educating. I stopped. I was battling last year. And it's not like I don't like doing it. I do. It's fun. But I just it's a I like to I want to bring something else. And now I don't even really showcase too much because now if you see me at an expo, if I'm on stage, I just want to educate. That's what, that's what I want to give back. Like the showcasing was to help build my brand and help to build my network and just to help to get me to where I wanted to go. And so now it's going on to the next stage of uh, being on stage to showcase. But I mean, to uh, educate. But the biggest thing with these shows is networking and networking with a purpose. That's why I go. I go yeah. with an agenda. I go to shake hands and I go to meet people I've never met like yourself, Bradford which is why I went to the pre-party that night before. It wasn't to party. It was to network and to meet the bigger barbers because honestly, the biggest barbers in our industry, we look at all the, all, all of these barbers as celebrities because of all of our likes or the followings or whatever you're doing. But then when you sit down and you talk, you have these genuine conversations. Everybody has so many gems. And we like to lock in. Like I tell people at the shows, come lock in with me. Let's talk. Let's connect because you never know what kind of relationship could be built. You never know what could happen. So I stopped the partying at the expos because I used to like to have a drink or two at the expos. I used to like to have, go out there and have a good time. Yeah. And then I turned it into business. And even Brad, you know, we went to we went to Vegas on straight business. It was nothing else. It was there. Everybody's like, y'all was y'all was in and out. Yeah, it was business. That's all it was. We had a mission. And that for me, and I've realized that my business has been able to grow significantly from doing it that way. Than going and I enjoy myself at these expos. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I just do it with I do it all in the parameters of my goals and what my intentions are. And I've realized I've been able to significantly grow. So expos can be right, can be amazing if you utilize them. But if you just go on a stand in the background just to be another 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 uh, number or another ticket in the person's pocket, and you're not going to really get something for yourself, or you just what are you doing? Yeah, you're not going there with a purpose. I, yes, I've sir. been a part of two. I uh, actually competed in one, my very first oh, one. I, I should have won. Yeah, I should have won. This was back in 2017. It was mm -hmm. one here locally in Baton Rouge, but it was a it was a big show. Uh, and I competed. Everybody was saying I should have won, but you know how Marty just said politics. The guy who exactly. did win, he had just he's from New Orleans. The judge was from New Orleans. And mm -hmm. he had just gone out the hospital, so he had this thirty for thirty story. Oh and they gave it hey, to him. Bro, you can't you can't <laughs> stop a good story. He yeah. was Tom Brady going to the Bucks for their first home Super Bowl. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely. That and man, then I, soft, soft violin music playing while yeah. he was yeah, yeah, saxophone in the back off of Boys in the Hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I I had a chance to go to a Bonner Brothers uh hair show too. They actually did one here in uh, New Orleans, um, well, out in New Orleans, and I was able to go to that one. And my mindset for that one was just to soak up as much as I can, to make connections. I connected with Kyrie. I don't think he cuts anymore, but he's based out of Atlanta. Um, and what's the guy name? He cut real fast. Oh, OG Walker. I had okay, a chance okay. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
had a chance to sit in his class and, and connect with him. But like you said, man, you we look at them as celebrities, but they really genuine people. So most mm -hmm. of them, most yeah, of them, not most, all of them. Most, most of them, there there are them, them the celebrities. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and nothing yeah. nothing against you know nothing against right. that because you get your status, you deserve to feel however you want to feel, and you get what right. I'm saying. Um, everybody wants to feel like a celebrity. I don't right. care what you say. That's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's just about what you do with that celebrity, that influence, that exposure, whatever you have. What are you doing with it? That's I think that's what matters the most. Yeah, definitely. But it's, it's definitely a learning experience if you go there with the purpose to learn and to connect and build oh, relationships yeah. and not to uh, just go there and, like you said, party. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's all I thought that um, I was nervous. That's that's what I thought it was going to be on that on that Saturday night. And I was oh, that pre-party? Yeah. Yeah, I was telling my wife, I was just like, man, like barbers be turning up. Like, I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to be be out there like that. Like, I just. Yeah. Like I knew I, I knew I needed to kind of get to the expo, but I was very uncomfortable going there. And I felt like everybody was going to just be lit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did, too. I did, too, because it was my first pre-party ever going to. So I didn't know what energy oh, really? was going to be in the room. Yeah, I did. I usually just go to expos. You know what I'm saying? If I go, yeah. I go to the expo. But uh, I never went to a pre-party before. I was glad I was glad that they did it. And another reason I wanted to was because I had a big part in this expo too. So I wanted to make sure, you know, I was completely full of yeah. supporting the people and everything. Um it was so funny, man. When I like I was telling I was I was lightweight starstruck or uh D when I saw Armani because when I first heard <laughs> about the when I first heard about the the event, right? I'm seeing all these like big people when they like showcasing like who's gonna be an educator, who's gonna be at the thing or whatever. And so I see this guy, right? I'm like, man, like who's this guy, <laughs> right? And um, and so I didn't know what to expect, and I kind of got a chance to meet some people before I met Armani. And all of these people are like big people, man, like well, big followings, very charismatic, have a lot of um vibrato or have a lot of um uh, Vibrato is not the right term, but they just energy, it's the energy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's. I was like, man, okay, I'm not none of these people, but I want to <laughs> connect with them. Mm -hmm. And so I got a chance to meet different ones, but for some reason, Armani, you stood out, bro. You stood out on the on the flyer, on the flyer. You mm -hmm. stood out, and I, I think you were the only one at the top. I was. I was. Now, did you pay for that? Anyways, nah. so <laughs> no sorry, Bob. So when I saw you, I figured you were somebody like humongous. I, I was like, he <laughs> said, I am. I'm correctly. Yeah, I am Himothy. Hey, little did you know, all week I was shaking in my boots for that education class and who I was gonna be on stage before. Golly, I was nervous as hell. Yeah, man, but no. Nah, so when I got a chance to meet you, man, and I saw how down to earth you were, it it just gives light to what you said about a lot of the people that we may put up as you know, quote unquote, celebrities or big time people. Mm. They really are real people, mm -hmm. and you can go easily talk to them. And you can not have to be afraid or not even have to be star intimidated standpoint. Yeah. Where you're intimidated and you don't feel like you can speak to them as a person, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. you, you kind of get that feeling sometimes if you, mm -hmm. if, and some people act like that though, some yeah. people oh, yeah. they do give that little, Oh, you can't talk to me right now. Who are you? What's your name? Okay. I don't know you. Some people do, do you like that? But most of the ones that we all look up to, 
they really are ready to talk. Like they come mm-hmm. there expecting and desiring to be able to pour into you as a young barber, up and coming barber or beauty professional. Like they really care about being able to help your progression. So mm-hmm. if you come there knowing that you want to progress, then you'll get fed because people. Oh yeah. It's the givers. It's the givers. And like you yeah. said, just be there open to receiving. If you, if you go to these events, open to receiving, you can get so much from them. You can get so much from just seeing from just the, the latest clippers or yeah. seeing some cool haircuts. There's, there's a lot of hidden nuggets and gems hitting throughout these expos. You just got to know where to look for them. That's, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got two questions. I got two more questions, but I know Delmar, you probably have something that you wanted to say. So I'm going to hold off real quick. No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. All right. So I have two questions. But first question is you mentioned about, you said it in different ways, but um, about being goal oriented. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to know a little bit more about how significant do you think that is for the industry? Barber, beauty professionals, estheticians, nail techs. Very whoever how significant is being goal oriented in your business and in your life so that it's very know. it's very important and i say that because there was a time that i wasn't goal oriented for a long time it was you know i used to hate people saying oh this is gonna be my new year's resolution it's my new year's resolution so because for me i was like I mean, the New Year's just a new date. You know, you're still the same as you was yesterday. You know, why why didn't you do that yesterday? You know, Mm -hmm. and I was always like my whole thing, my whole mindset was at least as long as I'm better this year than I was last year, then I'm good. And it wasn't that's just it wasn't enough because it didn't give me tangible things to reach for. And that's what it comes for. And that's what it comes down to. And that's what that's what goals do. That's what goals at the beginning of the year. So I don't set New Year's resolutions like, oh, I'm going to change this this year. No, these are just going to be my goals for the year. And so now let me aspire to reach them. I had goals of I'm going to um, schedule six classes, blew that out the water. I want to make this much more money. I want to get more things known about my finances. I want to get um, an entrepreneur mentor. I want to get these things done. I also said I wanted to, to... go to one expo or something, do something outside the shop once a month. Having setting those goals gives you something to reach for and to achieve. And even setting those goals for behind the chair. I want to try and get this many more clients. I want to try and get these people rebooked. Or it, it just, it, it gives you the motivation. So you're just not just mundane, just walking through and letting the tides take you wherever they want to take you. You can steer your ship. That's the difference. A lot of people are just in the sea, just kind of going with the with the motions instead of genuinely understanding that they can steer their own ship but it all starts with themselves that's just really what it all comes down to is your 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 what's it your paradigm how you look and how you look at the world and so if you're not looking at it with having structure for your life then you're just going to be going with the flow all the time and that may work for you, but it's not enough. You get what I'm saying? You yeah. you won't know what you, how do you know what you want to achieve if you're not setting it up for yourself? And so I set all my goals as checkpoints. None of my goals are finish lines. Not a single goal is a finish line. Because if you set it as a finish line, then you don't have any more room to grow. You get what I'm saying? These are just, all right, I did it. Now let me set a bigger goal. 
put a ceiling on yourself. Exactly. There's no ceilings here. I have no end goals for what I want to do. You can't ask me how much money I want to make because really, as far as money goes, it's really not that serious. I just want my family to be, I always want my bills paid and of course to be okay. Being rich and all that doesn't matter, but you don't know, you can't set a goal saying I want to make an extra 30 grand if you're not tracking that's that's right. that's other stuff. You can't back set those roots. goals. For you. Back to the roots. Like, back to the I roots. can't help it. I just can't help it. But it goes back to the roots. So setting your goals comes down to knowing what you did, so you can set the goals to be better for the next year. But the goals help. I, in my notes, I said I have a whole bunch of goals for the year, checking them off as I go along. All right, now it's next this upcoming year. I'm gonna have a whole new set of goals. But that's what's helped me to do things as far as go to these shows. That's why it makes it seem like I'm doing so much. Is because I make sure that I am doing things outside of the shop because I love cutting hair, but there's just so much that we can do. So I just try to make it a goal to do some, do do a little bit more instead of just saying I will. I make it a goal to do it. Yeah, D, I know you want to say something, man. Go ahead, man. Talk. Nah, he was you dropping gems, man. He was dropping gems. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Oh, look, young barbers. He said something about tracking your money. So this is okay. something I did along. I brag on Kelly for saying using this word, but this was something I did throughout my career. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, give me later, Brad. Yeah, but this I is something like I did word, throughout throughout my uh my barbering journey. I'll say that. Uh, but my first year, I tracked how much I made. Uh-huh. Every year after that, I tracked how much I made, and I have it in my notes. Mm-hmm. And it was motivation for me because it was like seeing that. I was like, man, I made this much this year. I'm gonna aim for more next year. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Or I, I made this much this month. How mm-hmm. much I gotta make to hit this goal? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this. You know, and you just keep yourself motivated, keep it, keep it fresh too, man. Cause like you yep. said, it can't get mundane. We do the same thing every day. Sometimes mm-hmm. I, I, I know y'all got some of the, the weekly people, you see them at the same time every week. Yeah, you know, you your days feel like okay, I know what's about to happen this day. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, and it's especially like especially if you're a schedule based barber because you're gonna look at yep. your schedule. You're like, all right, I know how that cut's gonna go. You can plan your whole day based off yep. of every client that's gonna come in the shop, which isn't a bad thing. And you know, it's a good thing. But it, like you said, it gets mundane. You know, they yeah. just it gets. You know, we. I tell this is what I tell people when I go to my classes. Like you, you, you were feeding that entrepreneur when you decided to go to barber school. Keep feeding them after you get your license and keep yep. feeding and understanding those different things. Because if you just kill them and just sit there behind a the chair forever, yeah. you're going to be upset. It don't you're stop. Upset. It don't stop. Another thing I want to highlight that you said, too, was um, it's not about being rich or having the most money. Now, mm-hmm. to that, you do as an entrepreneur, as a, especially as a man who married, provider, you do mm-hmm. want to try to make the most money that you can make. But... Yeah. When you have uh when you have something that's more important, like your family and spending time with them, mm-hmm. and you know, you want to make sure your family's taken care of, make sure your bills is paid, and mm-hmm. just make sure that you're comfortable. But mm-hmm. all that all that being rich stuff, man, you'll kill yourself trying to be rich if that's your goal, if that's your soul yeah. for being an entrepreneur, being a barber, yep. beautician, mm-hmm. or whatever. But you know, all that stuff comes from a, a general place, a generous place when you're have real goals set in place and you're not mm-hmm. just making this i won't be this celebrity or be you know rich i gotta have a million dollars that's my mm-hmm. goal i gotta make 500 th- nah all that stuff will come later but i mean mm-hmm. the, you gotta look at what's the importance of your life yeah yeah 
that's that's just what it comes down to. And like you said, look, just don't chase the money because you're always gonna be running attracted. So it just it comes to you. Ooh, that's that's yeah. just bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yes. Bars. <laughs> yes, sir. You chasing, you always running after that dollar. You know those people that no matter what, they always thinking of the next way that they can do something mm-hmm. to get the next dollar or to mm-hmm. get what I'm saying. And but they and they always look burnt out and they always look like you know, I'm going to try and do this. Let me do this. To, and, but they always start in the next business to try to make the next dollar. Yep. You know, and, and, and it never seems like they have enough mm-hmm. because you'll never have enough if that's all uh, that you want. Like, you, you never, it's never going to be enough. So the only thing that I want is my time. As long as I have control over that, and I can do what I what with what I want with that. Everything else is going to everything else is going to come you know the dollars are going to come and i do understand like we have to make enough to support yeah. and to maintain our families and our lifestyle can't be no boo-boo fool money is needed no. to make the world go around exactly but that's not everything that you know comes down to you know what i'm yeah. saying that's why you know if y'all seen my barber if y'all seen fade talk uh bradford kelly episode two he was trying to say it's not about the money it's how you manage you yeah, yeah. it's how you manage you yeah Man, see, oh, this is good. Like, I, I, I want to like keep going, but you we know, need a part hey, two. Time is we, of the essence. I ain't going nowhere. We need, we need a part two. We definitely need a part two, man. Um, we can't give them everything on money. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I won't keep, look because then they won't go to my class. They won't go yeah, to my class. That's right. <laughs> oh man. So this is like off subject, but not really because it's still yeah. regarding our industry. Um, mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask you, what? do you feel about booking platforms now you don't have to share anything specific about your particular one but what are the benefits that you mm-hmm. notice with um with booking platforms and what are some of the cons that you have noticed with some of the booking platforms like if you could change something what would those changes be okay um Booking platforms have been very beneficial. I've been on them since I got my license. Uh, Booksy was one of the booking platforms that was kind of oh, starting to get off. really big. I'm I'm name dropping. I don't You're name dropping. Here. Name dropping. Pay me. I'm saying <laughs> no. Um, and I say that um, because that was the one I saw. Barbers kind of gravitate into that. And for me, I realized that using a booking system, no matter which one it was gave me control over my uh time you know it's not like it was back in the day walk into the barber shop put your name on the wall and we gonna call you when we can get to you um it gave me a chance to know how my day would be when i woke up when i first got my license i was cutting hair all the way in napa and driving from walnut creek so i wasn't trying to drive out there for nothing you know um and having a booking app gave me a chance to just have my time back in my hands and um getting people on the schedule and getting people like um, booking the way I wanted to, because people don't understand that you can train your clients. You, you know, you can train your clients to be on the system the way that you want them to be on. It's just, it's all about you. You know, um, you can't, there's a lot of businesses that you have to have appointments for. You can't just walk in. And I feel like for me, having a booking system was just a good way to generate 
um, that as far as keeping my time concise. And a booking system is a good way to get clients that don't know who you are in your chair. I get a lot of new clients based off of my booking system, um, using it properly. It is about using them properly, using the features that they have, like the boost features and things like that, and uh, making your profile look as professional as possible to constantly um, obtain new clients through booking. I get a, probably mo the majority of my new clients through my booking system. Um, so utilizing that works compared to being that barber that's just having 30 people text you all day and you're trying to figure out where to put them in. And I know barbers still like that to this day, don't use booking systems and they're all over the place. You know what I'm saying? It just, it doesn't help. It's not beneficial. So it's, it's really beneficial to have a booking system. And now the cons, I can't really think of one. I can't think of, I mean, there's, there's I, I, no improvement. They, they, they're this perfect. No, nothing's perfect. Okay, nothing so what's some improvements? Maybe on certain booking apps, you know, you can make sure, like, okay, I some booking apps, I know they don't have the uh, feature to where a, a client can put their card on file to where you can have a cancellation policy. So making sure your clients can have cancellation policy. Um, to keep it real, the booking app that I use has been so good for me personally and has helped my business grow so much that I ha I can't say that there is a bunch of cons that go with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because it's been really beneficial for me. But I think it's all about how you use these tools. That's really what it comes down to. If you're not using it to the best of your ability to, and to keep it real with you guys, I use two booking apps. I don't even use one. So I have two separate calendars that I have to manually go. Oh, you know what? That's a good thing. Being able to combine two calendars on two separate apps so they can work together simultaneously, that would be very beneficial. And I would that would help me a lot. So there you go. That's something that they can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you look, talk myself right into it. That's right. That's right. So you would prefer two different. So explain that. Explain why. Okay. Why, like that, this. why that? So works. I. So I've been using Booksy. I'll just. I'll just name drop. I've been using Booksy. Am I not supposed to? Am I not supposed to? Y'all not telling know. me. I don't want. We try getting on a free promo. Yeah. They might come to us now, man. No, go ahead. Hey, but, but hey, me and then we close, though. We tight, so I gotta. I gotta rep my squad. So like, okay. I'm tight. With All this. right. It's just one of those. So uh, I'm sorry to everybody else. All right, I'm and I'm gonna name drop my other one just to make y'all upset. <laughs> okay, I uh, look. Okay, so I do use Booksy. That is my. That's the one I've been using for years. Um, I think uh, all of them are very good for uh, whatever just helps is beneficial for you. I like I like that one because it was the number one app for just our industry for the longest time. I got used to it. I got comfortable with it. And using it so much, um, I was. It's been very beneficial to me. But I also my now the barbershop I work at also has their own booking app, and so now and I realized that after working there for um, a couple of uh, months, that when I wasn't completely on their booking app, I was just doing myself a disservice by not getting the clients from their booking app to also mm -hmm. book with me, and so me being a very organized person that i am i figured i could handle having two booking apps it shouldn't be too big of a problem and so i got on my shop's booking app as well so now i get the clients that can see me on their app they book on that page i get my own booksy clients as well and so i just have to make sure that both my calendars if i get a client in one i just go and put it in the other and just vice versa it could be a lot depending on who you are I just have no problems with using my apps like that. I just wish that both calendars could be married together so they could just, you know, do it themselves, but they don't. That's just how it is. Okay. 
So you use two different booking apps. Mm-hmm. You have to manually use. You have to manually do it. Now, would it be more beneficial? But you're saying it's based on your shop. So your shop, mm-hmm. they have their. So own. I, I'm, kind of I, like, I'm trying to think like, what if what if a booking app created it where you could have two different schedules? That'd like be pretty you cool. Have to take two different apps and put them together, but you had, um, you were able to have two different schedules. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm trying to understand hmm. how how it how it would work. Yeah, I think it would be a. You know, I mean, I could really just try to filter all my books and clients to that shop. You get what I'm saying? Uh, to my shop's booking app. But then at the same time, um, what's it called? But at the exact same time, the shop's booking app, all of our clients are mixed together all because it's just the shop's app that we're all on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So then it would be hard to mix in my clients. It'd be hard to send out my notifications and stuff. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. So I use that. I use my shop's booking app almost like a walk-in thing. You get what I'm saying? I get a client off of there. All right, put it on. Um, but I don't reach out to all the clients on the shops that I'm talking about come book with me and things like that. You know, not the same way that I have control over my own booksy. If a shop client wants to become my personal client, I can tell them that you can book with me on booksy or you can keep booking me wherever you are. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's not, it's, it's been, it's just been, it's, I find I have found more benefit from being on both of the apps than not. IG is saying that they can't hear you. They me? Can't, yeah, they can't oh, hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? IG, can y'all hear the elevated barbers? Can y'all hear us all now? Yeah, hopefully they can. They can hear it. All right, hopefully you can hear us now. Some people are. But yeah, so booking apps can be very beneficial or not. It just depends on who, how organized you are. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Okay. Well, that, those was my two. That was my two questions, man. I wanted to dig in your mind about booking apps because there's so many different options. Um, there's a lot of options, and you um, really do have to kind of know. You have to know what you value, you know, mm-hmm. out of out of the um out of the booking platform that you use, whatever booking platform you use, because yeah, if you don't know the type of business that you want to run, then you will really be getting booked out of hope instead of learning how to book with power right mm-hmm. like your book or your 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 schedule is really permission for someone to take over your time and energy like that's yeah that's true and okay you can take over my time and energy for <laughs> for however yeah. you want to you, you it could be for a facial it could be for whatever but it's still your time and your energy that, mm-hmm. that you're allowing someone else to t- kind of take control of and no, so I agree. don't really comprehend how to manage this part of of your business then you will get taken advantage of you know i've mm-hmm. had so many different people that's really i had to really 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 get very keen on how like a strategy on how to um have my menu how a strategy on how to have my pricing and a strategy mm-hmm. on how i used windows of time to allow people to schedule um, yeah. with me because i realized that my clients unknowingly because i didn't understand how to give them the structure to follow they were doing stuff just to get over like yeah, they was booking out of safety booking out of mm-hmm. because they knew i was going to be booked up so they would just get on the schedule just to save a spot and then oh yeah no or they were mm-hmm. rescheduled or they would um they would they would uh cancel at the last second 
you know, and I'd be like, man, like, why is this happening? And so I really had to get into strategy mode. Like I turned into a business owner instead of just staying behind the chair, the technician, like you, uh, like mm-hmm. you always talk about, like yeah. I, got into, I had to get into the space of saying, and this is, this is one of the biggest keys that you can take away as, as uh barber and beauty professionals is you can't really mm-hmm. blame people for being people. Like you have, no. to, you have to understand that people are going to be people. It's how you allow people to affect your business. So if you don't really understand how your business is running and you, like Armani was saying, you're just kind of like winging it to a certain degree. You're kind of just allowing things. You're letting the sea take you at will. No structure. No structure. None. No structure. Can, you can't be mad at them for being themselves. Like they're going to no. do what they're going to do. So, um, yeah, it's just the way that people structure their business, and especially on the booking side, is such a huge huge factor to if they're going to be making more money than they sh- then mm-hmm. making more money over time or if they're going to be losing money every day so true now bradford man when i ask you this real quick and i'll ask a question <laughs> uh because you alluded to uh two things to clients uh to you booking like booking in faith you know just just you know hoping that people book and things like that and clients canceling last minute now bradford do you have your own do you have a cancellation policy i sure do Okay, I, I figured I figured you did. Yes, and uh, do you did you master like the art of rebooking your clients to take that control back, that power back? Is, well, the, is that mm-hmm. yes? I've mastered the art of rebooking, but more mm-hmm. than rebooking, I've mastered the art of understanding how my books allow people to get on, and that's a different, oh yeah, that's a different thing that people don't understand. People as much mm-hmm. as you want. Mm-hmm. And you're still scheduling, and this is ah, I'm trying not to go too deep into the education, but it's good for people to understand this is your because your schedule is really an agreement between you and someone else for you to be for them to be able to take over your time and energy. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the strategy behind the way your schedule is set up. And when I say the schedule, I mean the way that people can do the uh what's that game called where it's like tetris right so how mm-hmm. how people get on you have to understand the strategy behind that there's a strategy yeah. that so that you can make the most amount of money possible for it i understand what you're saying i understand you, what you're you saying I mean? so yeah it's not about just booking them again no they, it's about utilizing those times it's about really understanding time and mm-hmm. how to maximize it and yeah things that really matter the most is how you price things and then how your menu like what they can schedule like what can they mm-hmm. do and if mm-hmm. you have if you have it set up the wrong way then you're going to be automatically losing money for your time and not realize it if if there's one thing that i always say and I, I, I say this in the education is if you're not understanding how to double up on your money per minute then you're losing money per minute so i agree i agree i agree completely all right, all right, all right. So this is like that's like a little sneak peek um, to my uh, power. Man, we about to we about to take over the U.S. with this education tour. You gotta stop, <laughs> boy. Yeah, get man. the tour bus ready. That's a that's a what is that? That's the um, power booking class I have. Um, so yeah, I go into yeah. that. I go into that. But yeah. uh, I think this is a good episode, D. I think this is episode. a good one, man. Yeah, this was Might this was great. Yeah, this is great, man. Um, we appreciate you coming on the show, Armani. 
we're gonna do a part two. We're gonna do it. Whenever you're ready. You know, look, Bradford called me on the fly and I was ready. So look, whatever y'all ready, I'm here. I ain't saying it. Part part two for sure. Like you you're a genuine person. I haven't had the chance to meet you in person, Brad has, but just the engagement that we have with each other on social media and now you know doing this virtually on StreamYard. I shouldn't have named y'all, but you know, on StreamYard on our podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, podcast. We, can't, we can't be doing no promotions on here. I guess. Yeah, we can't be doing no free promos. Name drop the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, you gonna have to teach me. This is my look here. This is my second podcast ever. But now we, we just appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule, man, to be a part of our show, be a guest. And you have so much wisdom and so many gems, man. So definitely looking forward to doing some work together in the future. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, same here. Um, honestly, from day one, uh, from Bradford to, to you, Del Mar, you guys have both been, been amazing. Like-minded gentlemen that I'm glad that I connected with. Um what you this podcast that you guys have is something that our industry needs um and i appreciate you guys for giving me the opportunity to be on this space with you guys and i'm for sure most definitely ready for that part too man i am ready yes sir before you uh before you end the show brad i just want to say six figure barber six figure hair pro said we need to get them on the show so six figure six figure hair pros if you're listening we're going to uh, be in contact soon. We're going to try to get you on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I think today has been a fantastic episode. All of you that will be watching this on YouTube, please drop some comments in the, in the comment section. Say what you liked about this. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Turn your notifications on because we are dropping gems every time we get every on time. the Elevated Barbers podcast. And so one last time from Armani, please uh, give them a good, healthy goodbye. Look, this is Faze by Armani coming at you with the business-minded business, my, business minded barber and the prince. This is Elevated Barber's podcast. I appreciate y'all for spending some time with me, dropping gems, listening out for some barber keys and some more Faze talk, and we're going to catch y'all on the next one. Absolutely. We will see y'all next time. Peace. 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 Oh, 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 oh,